Hi everybody, this is Julie, a uh, current writer and director of the indie nerdy comedy Geekless Punk. Um, it is a Friday night, February 23rd, um, that I am recording this. Um, it's like 11.30 at night, so I think this will be like a brief check-in. You're going to love this episode because I'm going to talk about apathy versus empathy and that's the personal development portion. I'm going to give advice on um, how to give yourself empathy, others empathy, uh, my opinion on apathy versus empathy. And then um, I'm going to talk a little bit about going to Vegas and then going to New York. And uh, and then I'll do some housekeeping, uh, let you uh, give you an update on... Um, on uh, the filmmaking stuff as an indie filmmaker. <laughs> okay. You're going to love this episode. It's going to be so awesome. Uh, uh, hopefully you're going to feel very loved by the end of this episode. Okay. Welcome to the Julie Show. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. Last time I did an episode, it uh, looks like it was like uh, February 10th. So that was like maybe one that was about two weeks ago um so yeah uh yesterday i got back uh my friend his uh brother passed away about a year ago um and he's been wanting to go on a trip so he wanted to go to vegas so we did go to vegas um uh i had a good time um uh do 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 I might do an episode just like totally dedicated to Las Vegas as far as that trip where I can talk about details. Um, uh, but I had a good time, hung out with my friend, hung out with my little sister. So yeah, I think I'll I'll do a separate podcast about that. Yeah. Um, like where I go into details. Um, as far as like filmmaking stuff, uh, I arrived early on Saturday. Yeah, it was Saturday I arrived early. Um, and I had lunch with my friend Joe, who's like an actor. I guess I'd say a working actor. Um, uh, we had lunch. He wanted to get uh, Korean barbecue. It was so delicious. <laughs> it was so good. And um, what was nice about talking, about talking to Joe, me and Joe would bump into each other at comic book conventions in the San Francisco Bay Area where I live, where we both live, and we would just bump into each other, and his cosplay was just always really, really good, um, and he was, like, always in character, so I just, he and he picked, he was really good at picking cosplay, so, um, and he's just a really good guy, like, heart of gold, that kind of thing. So we would just bump into each other at different, like, nerd events, basically, you know. And we've kept up kept up with each other on Instagram. And I went to this comic book convention right before COVID hit. And it was great that I went to that um, before. I, I'm glad I went to that before COVID hit. And then everything shut down for a couple of years. So, um, but that event, I saw Joe, like, just... Um, I I just always remember, yeah, I, anyway, he was on stage playing guitar and um, doing rock and roll. It was just really cool. So, yeah, so me and Joe keep up with each other on Instagram. Uh, but I messaged him, 
uh, I messaged him about, you know, collaborating. And he's like, yeah, I'm in Vegas. And I was like, oh, okay. And then I was like, hey, I'll be in Vegas in February. He's like, holy crap, let's hang out. So we had lunch. And he's very private or he's very humble, that kind of thing. So I don't want to tell. I'm not going to explicitly tell his credits as far as showbiz goes. But um, what I do want to say is like he actually has some really impressive um, experience, I guess, with showbiz. Yeah, he's like auditioned for people um, and he's worked for uh, as a screenwriter for a studio so like i was like whoa <laughs> you know i i, I don't think i i uh i jokingly have like oh i've said too much but i don't think i've said too much because um that's all i'm gonna say i won't give names or anything like that he said i was like oh i just i just was a fan a fan of his from his cosplay and i just keep up with them and i think he's extremely talented so i had no idea about his like experience with the industry and because he, he's pretty humble and then we sat down for lunch and i was we we're just talking movies and nerd stuff and then he tells me his experience with the industry i was like it's actually really impressive because <laughs> um i don't have any experience with the industry um but i i mean out here in the bay area uh i i got to have lunch with the pixar director so that was cool and she was really sweet uh, I met her at a special effects uh, conference thingy in the Bay Area. Um, anyway, so and I've gotten to Lucasfilm. That's what's out here in the Bay Area. So I, I got to like party with, you know, uh, some Lucasfilm folks. They were super nice. They they do special effects. Like they were so cool. And um, yeah, I've got to chat with, chat with Pixar people. They're super nice. I mean, of course, because it's Pixar. You know what I'm saying? So. Um, so that's basically my experience with the industry. So the entertainment industry. Um, but I was impressed with Joe's. I actually was like, oh, Joe, you have like uh, experience with the industry. Technically, I don't have any experience with like the industry, like Hollywood or that kind of thing. Um, so I was like, your credits, you actually have, <laughs> you actually have experience. I don't have any. So I was like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I was like, but but he was like no he was being nice he's like no but like you have balls like you're actually making films you're doing it on your own and i was like yeah i mean i kind of have to because i don't know anybody right now and i i did go to la last year like i think four or five times but you know um yeah right now i kind of have to do it on my own because i don't have any leads but also i i, I love doing it on my own in some ways Okay, so that is to say I talked to Joe about the movie I'm making this year. He was really excited. I'd love to have him in it. And he was being really nice. This is talking to my friends and family. He was like, I'm like, I'm hoping it's a hit, that kind of thing. And then he, and then he was being super encouraging. He's like, Julie, it's going to be a hit. It's going to be a hit. Which is so sweet of him to say, um... So, yeah, so uh, we're going to, I need to talk to my cinematographer because, like, um, most of it's going to be shot in San Francisco, but I would love, I want the movie to have a little bit of scale. Um, it is an independent film, uh, but, you know, like, <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So, what's interesting is, like, uh, he has really good good experience with the industry, like, very, it's very impressive, 
but I don't know if he's done a lot of filmmaking. So he was like hands-on filmmaking because he was asking me questions. And so um, it's actually a good combination. So, but yeah, he was really sweet. He's like, he was saying, um, that was sweet of him to say, it's going to be a hit. It's going to be a hit. Yeah. Anyway, we had lunch. We ate lots of Korean bar- barbecue. So good. And then at the end, he was like, um, I was like, hey, I want to take a picture. And it was really cute. He was like, finally. <laughs> I guess he was waiting like the whole lunch <laughs> for me to ask for a picture. I think I was hungry and wanting to stuff my face. So anyway, we took a picture. He's super cute. And just a really great guy, a really great buddy. So it was great to talk to him. Um, and like super humble, like. We're just a couple of nerds who love movies. Like, that's all that's happening there. So it was good to talk to him. Anyway, so that is to tell yeah, the movie's low budget. And basically, we're paying for it out of pocket. And so most of it is going to be shot in the Bay Area. But I'd love to do a couple of scenes, like, in Vegas, uh, Brooklyn, New York, and then Los Angeles. And, like, oh, in Denver, Colorado. So, uh where there's a will, there's a way. <laughs> I gotta talk to my cinematographer, but I would like to. I'd love the movie to have scale and to do a few scenes in those a couple of shooting days in those cities. So, um, yeah, I'll talk to my cinematographer, <laughs> see what she thinks. Okay, uh, and my friend, she's also my really good friend, um, Alicia. So, okay. So, um, yeah, I'm going to do, I'm going to dedicate a whole episode to talking about different aspects of Vegas because Vegas was super fun. I'm definitely going to do that. Not tonight, um, but I'm going to do that. I, I'm I'm going to dedicate like a whole episode to Vegas. Okay. Uh, to my Vegas trip. I had a lot of good, I had a lot of fun. So shout out to Emilio, my friend. My, one of my best friends, shout out to my sister, Jessica, love her so much, so yeah, definitely shout out, um, okay, so, uh, do, 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 from there, yeah, I went, I was like, well, I'm already out and about, and I had to ask for time off at my day job, and now I'm yawning, sorry, y'all, sorry, oh, so sorry, okay, so, uh, I was like, all right, all right, well, you know, since I took the time off, um, I flew to, Brooklyn. Uh luckily my friends um Bryant and uh Alicia uh got to hang out with them. I basically flew in on yeah, I flew in on a Tuesday. It's an easy flight. I flew from Vegas to Charlotte, North Carolina, Charlotte to New York, LaGuardia. Um was able to figure out the subway system, which is pretty cool. I was on the wrong subway for like one stop. I was like going away from Brooklyn I was like no no I want to go towards Brooklyn (laughs) so I got off and got on the right train okay (laughs) okay and then um went to yeah flew in my friend Trisha who's a working actress um and extremely talented like so freaking talented so she um uh, yeah it came in on a Tuesday night she's like I like I like to see the stuff she's in so she um she showed me her uh uh an episode what did she oh she showed me like she did this tv it was basically like a youtube tv show her friend who's like a filmmaker and so he made it hoping it would become like an internet sensation and get picked up um and (laughs) she was really sweet 
she was like, oh, what? Yeah, you know, here, let me show you my other reel. And she was like kind of embarrassed because like to her, the show wasn't isn't necessarily that good or whatever. So I watched it and I was like, what? <laughs> it was just, no, first of all, like you got to start somewhere. So her acting was great. Her acting was great. And even then, even the show, it wasn't, it wasn't that bad. I was just like, I guess from a writing perspective, I was like, hmm, what is the writer director? I'm like, what is he going for? Is he trying to do like, is this like a Saturday Night Live vibe is he going for? I kind of felt like he might be going for a Judd Apatow vibe. And then when she was like, I think he was going for a Friends vibe. Like, you know, the sitcom Friends. And I was like, a Friends vibe? Because <laughs> uh, the show was, it was pretty out there. Like, genre-wise, it was out there. I was like, I don't know. <laughs> Anyway, but you know what? I, hey, good for him for like making, you know, it's all good. He made a show. But she was embarrassed. She's like, oh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. I was like, nah, you, like, you got to start somewhere. And she was good in it. I mean, she was really good in it. So I was like, right on, you know, right on. And she's like, so um, so I told her about my movie idea and how I'd love to show, shoot some of it in Brooklyn. And she's really sweet because like, um. I didn't give a lot of details, you know what I mean? And she very sweet was like, oh, you know, Julie, I'm totally down. She's just like, I'm not really into doing, like, I don't know why she said this, because, like, I don't know. Anyway, we're, like, buddies, and she's awesome. But she's like, oh, just to let you know, I'm not really into doing, like, sex scenes. And I was like, oh, my gosh, it's so not that kind of movie. <laughs> it's not, like, a, quote, sexy movie. I was like, no, 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 no. It's like a buddy comedy. I was like, so I acted out the scene that it's a science. It's going to be like a B movie, science fiction type movie, you know? So, and it's like a comedy, but it has a good message. So like there's depth to it. So it's, I acted out one of the scenes she could do and she started laughing. She's like, oh my gosh, that's awesome. I was like, yeah, totally. Like that's, that's the scene. <laughs> and then, um, her partner, he's not really, like, an actor, but I was like, dude, like, he he doesn't have to have lines. He could just be, like, chilling in the... I mean, why not get some screen time? You know what I'm saying? So, he's a really great guy. So, I was like, you know, if he wants screen times but no lines, like, he could totally be in the movie, too. But, yeah, she loved it. She freaking loved it. And I was like, awesome, because um, her neighborhood's really cool, so I'd love to get shots of Brooklyn. And sh so... And she said she was in a she's also in a B movie uh a B movie um yeah, B movie vampire movie which it I told her that movie was actually pretty good. It was like a a B movie horror film and I say that as a compliment like you know what I mean like it's it was pretty good. She said the director was like a new time director and it's like 60 minutes and um, I totally get this because I'm an indie filmmaker, so you just don't always know what the rules are. So, like, um, so for him, he made the movie, but he didn't realize the movie to get into film festivals, it has to be 90 minutes. That's something he didn't know, and he made the movies like about 60 minutes. So, but I get it. Like, how would you know that? Like, if you're new to it all and all that kind of thing. So, like, yeah, I mean, um, but, um, but she said with the vampire movie, she said a lot of, sh they shot a lot of it in Brooklyn. So she knows how to, the logistics of shooting in Brooklyn. So, 
So talking to her was really great. Um, I might dedicate an episode to New York. I had some New York pizza because the pizza, I think New York pizza is yummy, yummy, yummy. So it was really good. Um, I love Brooklyn. I th- I just think it's a really cool neighborhood. Um, I think it's pretty. Uh, it just it looks it looks cool. Um, and hanging out with Trisha and Bryant's, and they have a cute little daughter, and she's adorable. Um, so then yeah, I went to New York because I went to go see the play Little Shop of Horrors, which is um the lyrics are Howard Ashman, the the music is Alan Menken. And uh, to I was born in the eighties, grew up in the nineties. So like, they did Little Mermaid, uh, uh, Beauty and the Beast. As far as the Disney movies, they did um, some songs for Aladdin. So like, they're they you know the nineties kids, they're freaking legends, right? And so, um, Little Shop of Horrors. I'm gonna do a YouTube video. Um, first, I need to watch the Roger Corman movie. Um, and then I I used to watch the 80s movie like a lot. So um, so seeing the play was really, really, really cool. I'm super sleepy. <laughs> okay. So it was starring Darren Chris. He is in Glee. Um, yeah, he's really, really good in Glee. And uh, in the, I'll talk more on the YouTube video. He was great. He was great. And then his love interest is uh, uh, called Audrey, played by Evan Rachel Wood. And, like, yeah, she was amazing in it, um, totally. Um, so I got to see her sing again. I love watching her sing. It's just, um, uh, it's amazing watching her sing. So, uh, yeah, it was just great. The show was great. Um, I'll do a YouTube video about that, and I want, I'm gonna rewatch the 1980s version of Little Shop of Horrors, uh, so that when I make the video, I can talk about the two movies, and talk about the play, and, um, uh, yeah, 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 and, um, yeah, like, I just, uh, I know I've said this before, yeah, when I, when I see Evan seeing, like, time just stops, and, uh, a little part of me falls in love with her, like, as, as a total fangirl, like, I'm totally level-headed about it, but it's just, like, man, I, I love watching her sing, um, uh, and then she's, like, obviously, acting-wise, she, she was really good in the play, um, it was super, super good, uh, I'll make a YouTube video about that for sure, um, and then, yeah, so then I, I went back, oh, uh, after the play, I can talk about this on YouTube, but uh, after the play, everyone lines up to get, like, an autograph. Um, but I know uh, the people I'm staying with, they have, like, a baby, so I didn't want to come back too late. And then also, like, I actually already have Evan Rachel Wood's uh, autograph from uh, uh, one of her Evan and Zane shows. So it's Evan's autograph and Zane's autograph. So I was like, well, I have her autograph. So, and then, and then my friends have, like, a baby, so I was like, I don't want, I don't want to get back too late. So, and then there's also this huge crowd outside the, the, the doors, I guess, where they come out. It was, like, at least 20 or 30 people. I was like, oh, I think, anyway, so I, I went, um, I went ahead and, and, uh, uh, went back to, to hang out with my friends, and Bryant was like, oh, you could have stayed and got an autograph. I was like, oh, that's sweet, you guys, but. 
I don't, I don't know. I, I would have felt bad, like, c- c- coming in too late. They have to, like, buzz me in and stuff like that. Um, so, yeah, and then um, I... And then, so, yeah, I flew in on a Tuesday, saw the play on a Wednesday. It was my first Broadway. I guess technically it's off Broadway, technically, but it was the first time me seeing, like, a Broadway play. It was, like, really, pardon my French, really fucking cool. So so I uh, I totally recommend people going to see plays on Broadway, totally. Like, it was worth it. It was really, the quality was insane. And, um, let's see, let's see, uh, so then I, I flew back on a Wednesday, yeah, flew back, I hung out with Brian and Trisha all day on, on Thursday, and then that night I flew back, and, um, yeah, and then today I, I've, I've been out all week at, at my day job, the office, and so today I stayed late at the office because I was just catching up, so I left the office around 10, um, so it was all good. Um, uh, yeah, so that's what I did. I felt super inspired. Um, yeah, like, Howard Ashman and Alan Menken, like, they are, you know, they're fucking legends to me as an indie filmmaker. Like, Beauty and the Beast, Little Mermaid, uh, Aladdin, like, I was a little kid when those movies came out. Those movies made me want to be a filmmaker, like, a thousand percent, you know? It all started there. And, um... So getting to see, I mean, it was magical getting to hear the music live and getting to see it like the way it was, you know, the way it was written and that kind of thing. It was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. And the theater was like old school. It was a really cool theater. I really, I thought the theater was like really cool. So you go to my Instagram to see pictures. I'm so sorry. I'm yawning. I'm so sleepy. Okay. Oh, Ugh, I'm so sleepy. This is like not very professional, but you know. Okay. So with that, um one quick little thing I wanted to talk about. Um, random, but um uh so apparently there's this movie reviewer named Chris Stockman. I think that's right. I'm just gonna talk about this real quick. Okay, so there's this movie out called Madam Web, and it's basically like a superhero movie and on TikTok, people are making fun of, uh, like, playfully making fun of uh, Dakota, yeah, Dakota Fanning? Wait, 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 wait. Dakota Johnson. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. So, on TikTok, I noticed that, yeah, yeah Dakota Johnson. On TikTok, people are making fun of Dakota Johnson's interviews as far as her promoting Madam Web because um, I think she's trying to... She's trying to she's trying to be enthusiastic, but it's not coming through. And so I think people can tell like she maybe didn't have like the best time making the movie. But that that correlates but but I do feel like from what I've seen, Dakota Johnson is trying to be as gracious as possible. It's just so obvious that she's having trouble saying positive things. And to be honest, my friend went and saw Madame Webb and it really doesn't sound like it was that bad of a that that bad of a movie i think the general audience and i can't believe i'm saying this because i love comic books like i've read comic books since i was in fourth grade but i think the general audience i think we're a little i can't believe i'm saying this because i am a nerd of nerds but i think we're i think we're a little i can't believe i'm saying this 
I think we're a little burnt out on superhero movies. I can't believe I'm saying that. Because I love superhero comics. And I never get tired of the comics. But I think the thing about the comics is... The comics really do mix things up. And I think Hollywood doesn't know... I guess right now how to mix it up when it comes to the superhero movies. So... Alright, but... So, there's this movie reviewer, Chris Stuckman. He has like 2 million, two million like followers on YouTube. And he did a video where he kind of gave a review on Madam Web. And with that, apparently like other movie reviewers went like, they went like bananas. Like they were like, I guess like sort of mad at Chris Stuckman. And um, I went, I watched those videos first and then I watched Chris Stuckman talk about Madam Web. And I think, like, the people who were mad at Chris Stuckman were being a little silly. And I want to explain why. So they're like, he didn't review the movie. And I was like, yes, he did. Uh, did. Did you not watch the video? He did review the movie. So here's what Chris Stuckman did in his video. What he said was, basically, when he went to go see Madam Web, he was just like, it's not enough of a movie to like give a movie review because to him, he wasn't mad at the actors. He wasn't mad at the director, the writer. He wasn't even necessarily like it was the video is not harsh at all. But what he was saying is like, this isn't really like a movie. It just feels like either like a paint by numbers thing created by studio executives. Or he said like, it just feels like, he said it feels so manufactured. That's what he was saying. Like, it just doesn't feel like a movie that he was like, his video is him just giving an analysis. He says, like, it felt like the movie was created by, like, an algorithm. <laughs> or like, yeah, like, it wasn't enough of a movie to give a movie review. That's what he was saying about it. And he's like, and what he was saying, like, when he watched Madam Web, to him, like, he doesn't feel comfortable. He's He was saying it just looked like there was so much studio involvement that um, it didn't really give any kind of honest depiction of the of whether the director had, you know, did a good job or not did a good job. Because he said it just, it looked like it was so put together by a studio. And I thought his video was really good. It was really, really good. It was like him kind of more just analyzing like the studio system and just saying like, look what the studio, the current studio system comes up with and look how it's like, he's like, it's not, that's what he was saying. He's like, it's not even a movie. It's like something spliced together or something. And I get what he was saying because it's like Madam Web looks like it's totally fine. Like it doesn't to me like it doesn't look horrible. It looks fine. And the fact that they even picked the character Madam Web, it's like there it he was saying like it sounds like they're just trying to keep something to do with the fact that they they own I guess they own like the Spider-Man universe, so that means they own these characters but they sort of lent out Spider-Man to Marvel. And so he's like, it sounds like they're just trying to, it sounds like maybe they have to make the movies to like 
keep the rights to these Sony, these Marvel characters, I'm sorry, these Spider-Man characters, like, he saw, he, anyway, he was just like, it doesn't feel like a movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what he said. And it was a, it's a really good video, like, for anyone interested in how the industry works, how the industry works. It was a really good video. I was like, wow. And this made, it made me feel like really inspired as a filmmaker. And he said, it's like the wild, wild west right now in Hollywood. That's what he said. He said he's sold some scripts. I thought that was interesting. So, um, yeah, I mean, I I just thought it was, I, I liked watching his video and I think where the internet got angry yeah, it wasn't like a movie review, movie review, but it was more just him talking about his complaints of the industry. In this case, his complaints towards Sony Studios. And even then, his criticisms, they really weren't that bad. He was just saying like, oh, if I ran Sony, I would do it differently. That's what he was saying. So um, not like in a arrogant way. So I'm not going to villainize all studio executives because that... you that's not fair you know so um every good movie you've ever seen ever that came out of hollywood there was a studio executive behind it so some studio executives do have really good storytelling instincts so um and so like uh an example they did they showed a league of their own at the castro theater in san francisco like a couple years ago and a couple of the actors were there and i love a league of their own like it has Gina Davis in it, you know, Madonna was in it, um, Rosie O'Donnell, great movie, and um, Tom Hanks is in it, so, and it was directed by Penny Marshall, let me make sure that's right, but I'm pretty sure that's right, uh, Penny Marshall, Penny Marshall, um, a, leave their own, there it is, yeah, it was directed by Penny Marshall, so, 1992, freaking amazing movie, A League of Their Own. I grew up on that movie. It's a came out in 1992. But apparently, like, just to give it a positive uh, example of the studios being awesome, but apparently, like, with A League of Their Own, when I went to the Q&A, what they said was, um, they said, like, the studio loved Penny Marshall so much. They loved the movie idea. Apparently, they told Penny Marshall, they were like, here, have all the film you need. <laughs> Just tell us what you need and you got it, right? And so I think A League of Their Own is, like, a really, really, really good movie. And, like, there is creativity in it. It does have a voice. Um, I grew up watching that movie. So A League of Their Own is an example of, like, a studio film where there's still creative license there. And Penny Marshall did a great job. So I'm not here to um, villainize studio executives because there are studios executives who have really great uh, storytelling instincts, right? So, and I don't, personally, I don't really want to be a studio executive or I want to own my own company, but I don't really want to be a studio executive. But um, anyway... So with that, um, Chris Stuckman, like, he made a really, his video on Madam Web is actually, like, really, really good. And I think the people who are, like, angry at them, I think they missed the point of his video because they're like, he didn't review the movie. I was like, yes, he did. <laughs> he totally reviewed the movie. 
um, it's right there. So apparently they're like, he's afraid to like say the movie sucks. And I was like, uh, watch the movie and <laughs> watch the video. I think his thoughts like completely went over the head of some of the YouTubers and that's okay. Um, I actually think it's a great video on just how the industry works right now. Right. Um, yeah, like, yeah, people, the audience, us, we just want to feel like there's some sort of heart and soul in a movie, you know what I mean? And like, like a league of their own, there's heart and soul in that movie or Guillermo del Toro, he can really breathe heart and soul into like a big movie, right? A big block, you know, a big tentpole movie. So you can, it's, it's cape, it's, it's, uh, we've seen it happen, heart and soul in, in a big movie, like, you know, so we know it can happen, so, yeah, so, um, but it just seems like, yeah, <laughs> it just seems, yeah, right now the internet has a lot of discourse about Madam Web, um, and I was just like, but that, that, that video, Chris Stockman, what he said about Madam Web, that made, that inspired me so much as a filmmaker. I was like, wow, that just really made me feel good about being an indie filmmaker. So he says that apparently like there's buyers going to film festivals, like buying indie films for like a lot of money. And I was like, sounds good to me. <laughs> so <laughs> he said like, he said like th there's, so he basically he is an indie filmmaker so he understands, like, it's just so much work to make a movie. Like, it's so much work. So uh, he just understands, like, it's once you make films, this is going to sound a little pretentious, but once you make films and you see, like, what a process it is, it's hard to be, like, that hard on a movie. Like, to me, it is because once you make films, you just you just know how much work it is. So it's, like... I mean, I still have opinions on movies, but like, yeah. But anyway, um, Sydney indie filmmakers, Chris Stockman's video on Madam Web is like really, really good. Um, okay, so with that, um, my housekeeping stuff is just that, uh, and then I'll get to the personal development portion. But my housekeeping stuff is just I need to, tomorrow. I'm gonna edit a one last YouTube video. I need to upload that Sunday. I actually, I'm going to dedicate Sunday to um, working on the third draft of the script that I want to make this year. So um, I'm just going to crack down on Sunday and just finish the third draft. Third draft is just me moving some scenes around, that kind of thing. Um, I think the script's actually pretty solid, um, personally. Um, so that's all. This weekend I'm going to chill because I'm... I'm sleepy. Um, yeah. Uh, and then podcast-wise, podcasts are super easy. So uh, I'll talk about going to Vegas, talk about going to New York. Um, uh, oh, oh, yeah. I know, like, this year I'm focusing more on, like, my professional job. Um, I'm personally happily single, you know, that kind of thing. Um, but I was talking to Trisha and Bryant. They're a pretty healthy couple, um, you know. And it kind of came up in Vegas, so I guess like I guess uh, I'll I'll do this in a later episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm happily single, all that kind of stuff. I actually don't want to talk about my, per my personal life too much um, this year in general, as far as social media. But 
Um, yeah, there's, like, one last caveat, I guess, to, like, I guess they, like, come with baggage or something as a person, so I I guess I want to, later on, I'll talk about one last little caveat to who I am. It's nothing bad. It's nothing bad. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So, (laughs) but I think it's, like, uh, this year I didn't want to get too personal, but, um, uh, in general, like, YouTube-wise or in general, I kind of want to just keep it professional, but I'm gonna, yeah, 2023, I was a little emo, but I know emotionally speaking or spiritually speaking, I feel like, uh, for me that one, I'm LGBTQ, blah, blah, blah. Yay. Rainbows. Okay. But also I'm spiritual and yay spirituality. So, um, uh, but I feel like 2023, like God wanted to completely obliterate any kind of ego that I had. I didn't think I had an ego, but I guess I did. Well, it's gone. I don't have any ego. <laughs> I'm officially humble. I'm, oh man. Yeah, I'm humble. I'm super humble. I'm being spiritual this year. Um, But yeah, there's one last caveat to myself. Um, It's super chill. It's awesome. It's like, it's a positive caveat. But I, I yeah, I guess uh, next episode I'll talk about, because, um, the subject of like dating, like a, just a, like, my sister, my my really good friend, and then um, my other friends. We were just talking about the trials and tribulations of dating in the past, etc. And um, uh, yes, I'm going to talk about one more caveat next week. It's a positive caveat, but you know what I'm saying. Okay, about me and my quote unquote baggage. Okay. But it's all positive and nice and awesome. <laughs> okay. So, alright. So, um, now the, um, the personal development portion of this, um, uh, episode where, okay, apathy versus empathy. This, this kind of came up when I was talking to my little sister. So, um, <clears throat> I think apathy is, uh, not cool or whatever, and I think that like, um, yeah, I think apathy is not cool, but I think that empathy is good. Like, so there's a lot of amazing things in the world, and then there's like pain and suffering in the world, and so I think that I I think like every person in the world we should be doing like something to make the world a better place or ease the pain of the world. And so, but I, um, and then everyone has to pick, like, their cause, you know? And I know, like, um, especially in the United States, uh, that's all I can speak from as far as experience. Um, I know most of, most of us in the U.S., like, we're just trying to, like, pay our bills and, you know what I mean, get eight hours of sleep. We're just trying to get the basics down. So I think sometimes the problems of the world can seem like really overwhelming, you know what I'm saying? So I think part of it is, is like people can feel helpless and they're like, oh, well, how can I really help? You know what I mean? Because it's like the problems of the world can be very overwhelming. But what I would like to say is like empathy as far as like being empathy, empathetic to the pain of the world and be, and then being empathetic to our own pain, spiritual, emotional pain, that kind of thing. I think the key to life is like, I think as long as we're doing like we can pick our causes like some people's causes is you know eradicating domestic violence or eradicating um child abuse or like 
some of us, our causes are just spreading love in the world. Like, we can each pick, like, what our causes are, you know what I mean? And it's just up to the individual. And I get, like, some people, if you present the problems of the world to them or something, um, you know, sometimes their reactions can come across as apathy. I don't think it's necessarily apathy, but I think it's a sense of sometimes some problems, they seem so big, people just don't know what to do. So they um, they kind of throw their hands up, right? And they're like, they just don't know how they could help, that kind of thing. And I totally get it, because most of us, we're just trying to get through the day, right? So, but with that, here's what I want to say, a message of hope and encouragement, in my opinion. I think, like, is, I think it's, it's, well, I know that, like, it's Mark Hyman who said this in one of his podcasts, but, like, altruism is really good for your mental health and it's good for your soul but altruism is just doing the right thing basically right so what that means is just like i think like all of us like as long as we're doing something every day to like make the world a better place then then we're doing our part and i think like that can be that can be little stuff most of us in our day jobs just by the mere act of doing our day jobs we're making the world a better place you know what i'm saying because like most time most people's job is like service, right? So um, me in my own little way, I'm making the world a better place when I when I go to my day job. Um, and the other way is just like figuring out like other than your day job, which most of us, we are doing what we can to help people in our day job. But other than that, if you want to do other stuff, just it can be as simple as you like to play guitar for people or you like to sing for people or um you like to share funny memes with people or that kind of thing like i think as long as each of us are doing something and whatever that is for us you know what i mean so some people you like to i don't know like it can be silly stuff you like to i don't know you know stuff (laughs) but i think i get it like you don't have to I don't even know how this works, but you don't have to like join the United Nations or, or whatever. You know, some of us, you might not be in a place where you can do something big. You know what I mean? Because it can be hard to do that. But I think as long as you're doing something to make the world a little bit better, to, to, to be, to show kindness to others and kindness to yourself, then I, I believe you're doing your part to like make the world a better place. So I, I think. I think apathy is bad. I don't think being apathetic to the the pain of the world is... I think that's bad. Being apathetic is, is bad. But I, I think even if it's just saying a little prayer or giving, or, or giving good thoughts, sending good thoughts to people, even if it's sending good thoughts to people, like, to me, that's something, you know, and it's not an empty thing to do. So I think as long as we're doing something, even if it's small, to to make the world a better place, then I think that's good. And that I think, you know, that we're just showing each, showing ourselves empathy towards our past, empathy towards stuff we've been through, and then just empathy towards, like, um, just empathy in general, you know? Like, not let's not be too hard on ourselves because life is hard and life is a journey and there's just things we had to learn and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, so just remember to, to be good to yourself and be kind to yourself and give yourself a break and pat yourself on the back. And, and also just knowing it's good for, it's good for your mental health to just 
do something good every day for someone for for just reasons yeah so okay so yeah that that's all i wanted to say like you know what i mean it's it's good to care about yourself and others like that's overall that's good that's really good for your mental health so yeah okay so empathy is good um being kind to yourself is good being kind to others is good those those things are good things um okay so that is my episode <laughs> that's my episode this week okay so um if you want to i still got to put my website back up so um but if you want to know more about me you can follow me on instagram that's where i'm the, the most active at julie makes movies on instagram at julie the filmmaker on youtube and i think that's it for social media yeah yeah at julie makes movies on tiktok i'm still trying to figure out what i'm doing on tiktok but um those are all my other handles and to anyone out there like follow your dreams go for it be kind love yourself and just know that like everything's gonna work out all our dreams are gonna come true and i am an optimist so we are gonna make the world a better place um a thousand percent so just remember you're awesome and you're loved and you're deeply cared for um always remember that all right thank you so much for listening i'm julie writer and director of the indie nerdy comedy geekless funk and be yeah be good to yourself tonight <laughs> okay talk to you later bye